Cheers, golf addicts. Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast. For the uh, dude, you're getting a Dell Houston Open Enterprise 2021 from Memorial Park Golf Course or whatever it's called. HP. Is that the same thing? HP Enterprise Open at the Houston. I don't know. That was a mouthful there. It was a lot. It's a it's a big it's a big uh, tournament name. DB here. I'm back. Glad to be back. Pat rode solo last week. Pat, um, in honor of our, our partnership, as always, it's it's just always a great partnership. I'm drinking out of our member guest cup here, and I've got me uh, a uh, I've got a blood orange margarita that I made. Neat though. No, wow. Not yeah. Yeah. So it's delicious. I'm excited Looks about delicious. it. Delicious. Yeah. I've got a wild leap brew again this evening. Love it. Um, Love it. You did a great job on the yeah. show. I don't want to get into that right now, though. Well, hold on. First of all, I got to remind the people. It's, uh, as always, presented by Fantasy National. Fantasy National is the place to be, place to go. All your PJ Tour stats, everything you need right there on fantasynational.com slash TJ is where you go to get the 20% off when you sign up for either a weekly, a monthly, or an annual membership. Check it out, fantasynational.com slash TJ. That's where we go, where we've been going for years, and where we will continue to go to get all the PGA Tour data, stats, course history, recent form, all that kind of stuff. It's all right there at fantasynational.com, so check it out. Thanks, everybody, watching live in the chat. Appreciate it. Shout out Jason. Little John's in there. I see Kistler's in there. Thank you, Marcus Griffin, welcoming me back. I appreciate that. A good, good trip last week. I went to D.C. with Chalk Bomb Ben. Do a little business, maybe, potentially. Who knows? We'll see. Um, it was a good trip, you know, to hang out with old Chalk Bomb. You know, I hadn't heard from him in a while. He's been MIA with the Tour Junkies. We all know that. He's not even, he doesn't even come around the nut hut anymore, but he's still with us in his heart is, where I th- is what I think is mm. happening. Um, but, you, you know, you did a great job, Pat. You know, you did. I, I've watched the show. I listened to the show. And um, now, one thing that as I was starting to listen to the show, I knew was coming. And I told this to Ben. And I also, I also have to confess, you predicted a few things that I would say and do in watching the show. And you were also right. But I, when, I start, when you started the show, I said, Pat's notoriously going to have the longest ad reads possible when he's by himself. And you sure enough did. Like, you just keep going on the ad reads it's like a yeah, yeah. hey we're having an ad read sale 60 second ad read you get four minutes from if, if pat's doing a solo show so uh other than that man it's a great yeah. show you had you're all over victor hovland as the i was you know, defending champ you talked about him on the DraftKings show i remember you hit him up on the betting show at 17 to 1 so props to you for that you dogged my boy maverick mcneely which uh, is a shame, but other than that, man, it, it was almost a great show. worked out. That almost worked out. He was like dead last on Sunday morning, and then he, you know, well, golf tournaments are four rounds, Pat. They're I know, four, I know. He did it. Four he came back rounds. How was it though, man? How was it doing the show by yourself? What do you think? It it was, well, Sam, was Sam fine. did a great job helping you out too. Yeah, Sam helped me out a lot. Um, you know, it's weird because you you can't drink as much when you're doing the show by yourself because you got to talk. So it's hard to sit there and drink and talk and do all that kind of stuff. So I had to like like have deliberate drinking time. Whereas like when you're talking, you know, I can just I can just have a beer or do whatever. But it was it was harder. I am noticing yeah. a lot of names in here in the chat, like AC, our good buddy AC, uh, Taylor's in here, uh, Marcus Griffin. None of you people were here last week. None of you. <laughs> and I, I I don't understand it. Yeah, what, I mean, uh, none what of up? you none of you came for my show for just me. You just 
All your Pat yeah. people too. You're you're like the you're like the favorite. Everybody loves Pat, yeah, right? And all, nobody all was the, there, huh? Huh? Yeah, that's no, interesting. No GNC people. Nobody from the GNC chat. Well, those guys are all just they're all those guys are all just puppets anyway. So we're not worried about the GNC. Those guys are those guys are they're nothing but a sham. Uh, that crowd. Um, uh, you know, Kisser, I, by the way, Kisser was in there and he won the, he won the listener league last week. Two weeks ago. Two weeks yeah, ago. he did. Um, this week it was Ryan Duff, our boy Ryan Duff, regular in the nut hut, Carnesio 24, locked him up a spot in the finals. Great segue there, Pat. You set me up there. You didn't even know what you were doing. But yeah, a little DDT, a little, uh, little dedicated drinking time, never hurt nobody. So now, you know, we can sympathize with our buddy Mark Hill when he's doing the show by himself. You got to take a sip every now and then. Listen, you're not going to do a podcast on the Tour Junkies Network and not be able to have an adult beverage. So... Uh, we're going to make that happen. By the way, speaking of Mark Hill, he does have a show this week. The Golf in Dubai Championship at the Fire Course in Dubai is going down. Mark's going to have a podcast for it. It'll be on our podcast feed wherever you listen, and it'll also be on the YouTube channel, probably coming out late on Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Check that out. Mark's doing a great job breaking down the action there. His process is fantastic, okay? Process is great. The, the information, the data is great. Um, and and he's a good dude. He's a great dude. I love love having Mark um, on the Tour Junkies Network. We're also going to have a special guest with us on the betting show tonight, Pat. Uh, Mr. Garrett Simmons will be joining us. And if you're if you're yeah. going, who the who is Garrett Simmons? Should I know him? No, no, you probably shouldn't. But um, Garrett is going to host our new Corn Ferry Tour podcast that is going to drop when the Corn Ferry Tour season gets back up and running. In mid-January, Garrett is a former caddy on the Corn Ferry Tour, knows a bunch of the caddies and players out there. Um, caddy for a bunch of guys. Um, but he's, he's, he's kind of out of that business now. He's a big golf nut, and he's a massive degenerate gambler. And he's going to be a great host for us. He's yeah. going to be awesome. Funny dude. Funny dude, young guy. He'll be the youngest guy around the Tour Junkies, so he'll bring a little youth to the Tour Junkies, I guess. Um, Some utes. He's a ute. What is a ute? Uh, <laughs> great show in the comments on youtube can you tell us what that what that quote is for what that quote is from the movie what is a ute um sam do you sam do you know type it in the chat sam that's right up your alley uh, sam's gotta know sam's gotta know that movie anyway garrett's gonna be great he's gonna join us on the betting show yes sam there it is uh Good he's job. gonna join us on the betting show and he's also he's gonna introduce himself to us but he's gonna talk to us about some storylines that you need to kind of be prepared for leading up to the Corn Ferry Tour. I know we're kind of out there, you know, it's a little far away, but some storylines, some players, some changes you need to know about the Corn Ferry Tour. But here's the deal, man. You can bet on the Corn Ferry Tour. You can play DraftKings on the Corn Ferry Tour. So there's an edge to be had, and Garrett's going to help us get it. I'm excited about that, Pat. Um, any, anything else to recap last week? Are you good? Did you miss me other than that? Your DDT, your dedicated drinking time, we'll make sure you get some of that. In yeah, future no, I missed episodes. you. I, I missed you. Uh, it was a fun show. We we had a good time, but um, yeah, it's glad. I'm glad to have you back. Uh, get into the uh, long name Houston Open this week. Um, you know, decent field. So, yeah. uh, by the way, I think it's interesting. All of um, Victor Hovland's wins are on Paspalum grass. Hey, how about it? Isn't Look that at kinda, you. I mean. What's the deal with that? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just obviously he loves Mayakoba. Yeah, but his other one was in Puerto Rico and Pasquale as well. So I mean, last week set up to be when you looked at the guys who did well, and I heard you talk about it a little bit. It set up to be one of those weeks where crappy putters can do well. Why wasn't Luke List there? Was Luke List there? Why wasn't he there? Like they, that should be circled on his on his 
on his calendar every year. I mean, you had, oh yeah, he was there. He missed the cut. Jeez. What was, I mean, that's bad. Anyway, um, Garrett's in the chat. 30 years younger than the age limit to get in the landings. (laughs) Hey, look, Garrett, there's a lot of us bringing the, the, the Uh, average age down in this, in this neighborhood. And I'm one of them. Yeah. I'm one of them. Um, yeah, it was a good good week, man. Uh, thanks for thanks for riding solo. Um, hey, listen, you know one thing you did last week that I thought was great is you mixed up the format of the show a little bit. You know, you did. I you kind of went through the FGS. Thank you, Sam, I got to give Sam some credit for that. Yeah, you, you got to. You went through a little bit of an FGS format, and I liked it. I like listening to it. I saw some positive comments. Uh, we're so we've got this show, and then we've got the RSM show next week, and then that's it for the rest of the year. We are going to do a, um, we're going to do, we've never done this before. So the big announcement right here. Before the end of this year, we are going to do a, an award show. And we're going to kind of look back at the year previous. But we're also going to give awards to you, the listeners. And you, the, uh, the, those of you that, that participate in this wild thing, the tour junkies. But uh, they're the, it's called the Golden Golbies. It's the Golden Golbies. Uh, that's the name, Sam. It's the Golden Golbies. Uh, so the Golden Golby Awards are going to happen. That show's going to happen. And then we're also going to do a look-ahead show, kind of the year ahead, 2021, 2022 season, or, yeah, 2022, whatever. We're going to have to do a look-ahead, uh, kind of see what's up. So in the YouTube comments, this would be helpful. If you could do this for us, this would be great. Uh, in the comments, do a couple things. Type out your, what, like, your favorite moment from this past season, from the past 2020, 2021 season. Uh, and or type out a question that you want answered for the upcoming um, for the upcoming season that you want me and Pat to, to break down or talk about on the show. Uh, the good ones we are going to re- we're gonna we're gonna put in the show and um, and give you a little shout out. And so yeah, we need that. Help us build the show out. Put that in the YouTube comments, or uh, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening, just send it to us in a DM or something. Instagram or Twitter DMs are open at tour underscore junkie slide in them um what else anything else pat no i think that's it it's announcements good stuff good Mm -hmm. to be back in the chair did you i I tuned out for a second did you talk about the nut hut winner last week good god man yes yes i did oh that was when you said good segue yeah okay there we go good synapses firing they're firing both cylinders tonight for pat no, they're not on post cylinders. Obviously, okay. they're they're on like one and a half. Okay, still. not even two. Okay, yeah. Well, um, I guess in that case, we'll have you tell us a little bit about Memorial Golf Memorial Park Golf Course. Yes, we got a muni course this week. Uh, Sixty thousand rounds a year, probably. Who knows? But doesn't matter. It is a par 70, 7,400 yards. We've got one hundred and thirty-two players in the field this week. T sixty-five and ties will make the cut just like normal. You got Bermuda grass, tee to green here this week. Um, this is an old course. It was opened back in 1912. It's a parkland property that's, uh, it went through some pretty extensive remodeling back in 2019, which was um, the year right before they played here for the first time, which was 2020. So if you're looking at history, we only got one guy, and that was Carlo- Carlos Ortiz in 2020, who won it um, at 13 under. Um, but he, if you look at this course, it's kind of an unusual layout. You got five par threes, you've got three par fives, and you got some pretty long par fours out here. I mean, this is a 
this is a difficult course when you look at you know this layout. As a matter of fact, it played as the fifth toughest non-major course in 2020. Um, if and 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 the thing about this course is it's really about the greens and around the greens. I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, the fairways aren't that difficult to hit. Although you if you read some of the player quotes from last year, they did mention hitting it pretty straight. But still, I think you got to be long off the tee. But these greens, I mean, there's a lot of runoffs. They run pretty quick. There's a ton of slope. So, you know, a lot of players talked about really the defense of this course is around these greens. I think you got to scramble well. You got to putt well in these Bermuda grass greens that are going to run pretty quick, like I mentioned. Um, but overall, you know, I, I think it's going to be a tough test for these guys. I'm definitely going to be looking at length, though. Um, those guys are going to have an advantage. I'm going to be looking at form, strokes gained approach. I mentioned scrambling. Um, and putting on Bermuda as well. If you look at Carlos Ortiz's stats last year when he won, he was 14th in the field in approach. He was second in scrambling, and he was fifth in putting that week uh, for for whatever that's worth. It's a good recipe. Um, but uh, I do think um, this should be a you know should be a good week. We've got a you know so so field. It's like a normal field that we get in these fall events. I mean that's what we have this week. And uh, by the way, Brooks Kepka's in the field. And, um, you know, he's coming off of his vacation in Mayakoba, just like I said last week, got to fade him because yeah. it's just a vacation. Um, but apparently he had some input on the redesign, which, like, I don't like, I don't think of Brooks Kepka as much of a golf course design guy, but uh, that's, that's what they say. That's what the notes say in front of me. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, there you go. That is uh, Memorial Park Golf Course, the Pat Perry Rundown. It does seem very random that he would have he would have input on a course in Texas. Tom Doak, like, what ties does he have to Houston or Texas in general? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe maybe our boy AC can tell us. I'm sure AC's dug dug deep into that. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I mean Memorial Park Golf Course is gonna be gonna be a tough test, and I'm excited to see it. You know, I, I like I like going from the birdie runs, the birdie fest that we've been on, to kind of now a little bit more of a grind it out. You know, pars are your friend on a lot of holes here. Um, you know, kind of golf course. See, I knew AC would know it. He's in the chat. He's the buddy. He's he's buddies with the owner of the Astros, right? That's the guy who owns the course. The course benefits the Astros fund, or what? Or the tournament benefits the Astros fund, or something like that. Um, <laughs> who are freaking losers, you know? Because the Braves losers just might be those mother. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, but kind of weird that he's that he's still. It's just weird. Like what? I wonder what his input really was. Uh, <laughs> can you make it hard? Like, hey, will you put can you a, make it like really hard? Okay. Will you will you move this bunker back because it's really where I'm going to hit the tee ball and I, I don't need that bunker in my way. Yeah, but but put it in everybody else's way because those guys yeah. are those guys are bitches. You know what I mean? Um. Okay. Cool. Can I go now? Thanks. Yeah. All right, does that do I get credit for this? Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh I guarantee that's what it was. Um so yeah, I'm excited about uh, about a tougher golf course. Carlos Ortiz won it at 13 under. Cut line was at like plus three, I think. Um I mean a lot of guys didn't freaking I mean, it's it's a tough spot. You know, 120 something players with a cut. Um I'm looking at all right, this is what I'm looking at. You know, I, I didn't I didn't do any of this last week. So I kind of, I was feeling frisky today. I did a lot of research today. 
definitely strokes gain approach as always. I, I look at driving distance, and I looked at driving distance combined with good drives gained on Fantasy National. Like you said, I agree. The fairways aren't super hard to hit. So, I mean, you know, you can spray it a little bit, but you can't spray it too much, right? So, I, I did driving distance and good drives gained, I definitely think this is a bomber's course. We, we got, you know, notes from the ground at Memorial Park that this place is built for the long ball. So, if you're not hitting the long ball, you better be on your A++ game around and on the greens, uh, and that's just tougher to predict. So, I'm, I'm out a little bit on the shorter hitters. You'll notice that trend. Uh, obviously, looking at recent form. But I went kind of, I dove kind of deep into the the rolling report feature on Fantasy National, which I bring up from time to time. I look at it almost every week, at least in one stat category or two. But this week, I really went deep into the around the green and um, putting rolling reports on Bermuda surfaces. Um, you know, a lot of players mentioned last week how tough it was chipping off of these. You know, there's a lot of runoffs. There's a false. There's false fronts. There's a lot of undulation on these greens. These guys are going to miss greens and being able to get up and down and chip in grainy Bermuda is definitely something that if you're not used to it, it is hard to do. So I, I looked at guys who, based on the rolling report, I could kind of see form from a long way out to, to you know, very short term, look at the trends. So that all kind of went into my, my um, uh, the, the guys I'm picking tonight. But definitely lean in distance. I think that's distance, short game, grinder kind of play is really what I'm looking at. So that's it. Uh, we do want to make sure you guys, because uh, listen, if there's one thing that's popping off right now, other than the, you know, the Tour Junkies podcast on a Monday night, I mean, you could be sitting here watching the Manning cast on Monday night. Are they doing that tonight? I don't know. Are they doing that tonight? I, the I Manning? don't know. I'm not watching. That. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I figured you were. I figured you might Sorry, be. I could, I could uh, have been, but yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you could be doing that. You could be watching that. But you're watching us. We're popping off about the same as, as the Manning bros. But uh, I tell you what is, Pat, and that's Bitcoin. Bitcoin is going mm to the moon right now and if you're interested in investing in cryptocurrencies but you're not sure where to get started our friends at the kraken can hook you up we've been talking about these guys the kraken's legit you can buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptos like bitcoin dogecoin ethereum ethereum on the go 24 7 it's really easy to get started you can just download the app create your own account you're investing in minutes and you know even though cryptos like or bitcoins are like sixty-seven thousand dollars right now if you just want to buy $10 worth, you can do that on Kraken just to kind of dip your toe in the water, see what's up. Um, and you can find out for yourself why Kraken has been one of the highest rated places to buy crypto for the last 10 years, bro. 10 years. They're not brand new. They're not just popping up because crypto is cool now. No, they've been doing this a while. So visit kraken.com slash tour junkies. That's K-R-A-K-E-N.com slash tour junkies to learn more or search for Kraken in the app store. Um, listen. I mean, I'm, I tell you what, I'm spending a lot of time in the, uh, in the old uh, crypto, the, the old crypto channel in the old nut hut. I'll be honest with you. Um, not, maybe a little too much time. I should be more in the main chat. But sometimes, you know, th these times, this time of year for the golf season, crypto's popping off. It's hard for DB not to get over there, you know, and I've been making some Quan, a little bit of cheddar over there, still waiting on my Shiba hit. And um, uh, I need mana to kind of pick it back up again. But Ethereum is going to take me deep. Ethereum is going to take me deep. Sheba, Brian's in. Oh, no, sorry, Brent. Brent's in here. Sheba, he knows. He knows. So um, there you go. Check out Kraken. We appreciate it. And none of this is uh, investment advice or whatever Whatever disclaimer. AC, put our disclaimer in the chat. Yeah, I think you need to put some disclaimer out there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, this is a, this is, we just kind of cowboy it around here, okay? We're just 
root tooting, shooting, cowboying. All right, let's get into this DFS picks. Now, I said that, you know, Pat did it a different way last week, and that was cool. And we are going to mix it up a little bit. I forgot to do that. Uh, I forgot to say that. We're going to mix it up a little bit next year. So, like, it might not always be the same format. So, if you got any suggestions, you can send that in too. That'd be cool. Well, let's start at the top end here on DraftKings 9,000 and above. A few GPP plays we like, a fade. I wrote down a cash lock. I wrote down some chalk that I think is going to hit in here. Um, but yeah, let's get to it. Pat, I'll, uh, I'll start. How about that? You want me to start? Sure. Great. I'm going to start with my favorite play in here, and it's Aaron Wise. $9,200, and he is going to be chalky. Okay? So he's in all three categories for me. He's going to be chalk. Yes. He is a GPP play for me nonetheless. I love the value. I love the savings that I get with Wise. I love it all with, with Aaron Wise. He's checking all the boxes. He's, uh, he's in great form. Um, T11 here last year. I was actually very pleasantly surprised to see that the putting stats on Bermuda, if you look at the rolling report, pretty, pretty okay, which is good for Aaron Wise. The scrambling numbers on Bermuda are incredible. The around the green play are probably like top three in the field, if you look at the rolling report for Aaron Wise. Love him at 9,200. He's my cash lock as well. If you're going to play a cash uh, cash lineup, I would go with Aaron Wise. I'd start with Aaron Wise, maybe. Love him to death, but I do think he is going to be chalk that I'm just going to have to eat, and that's okay. Uh, I'll jump around a little bit. The next guy, there's another guy that I think is going to be chalk in here that I'm going to play regardless, and that's Matthew, as, as, as Pat likes to say, Matthew Woof. I am all in on Matthew Woof. I mean, I, I can't believe he played as well as he did in in other events this this early PGA Tour season that were not set up for the long ball and the long hitter. And for him to be playing that well, uh, coming into a place like this that is just absolutely tailor-made for him, the putting on Bermuda is tremendous. The scrambling is way better than I thought it was that, than it would be, especially in recent rounds. He's just clicking on all cylinders right now. I don't know how you avoid Matt Wolf. Uh, I think he just he gives you too much. So I'm in on Matt Wolf at 10-4. I really thought that after when he took that little break uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. that it get was going right? big. I thought there could it it could go really wrong for him, like oh, Smiley yeah, Smiley Kaufman wrong. Yeah, and he he really uh, he turned that around pretty pretty good i think i kind of did too actually now that i think about it like i i think for what and what why is that like why did we go towards what what part in our brain or what what about matthew wolf made us kind of go i think it's it's probably unfounded maybe based on his his it's obviously unfounded but based on his swing and the timing and everything that it seems to like like go along with like what he's got there because it doesn't necessarily look like he's got this natural ability that I'm not saying he doesn't have natural ability. I guess it's it's just like his swing is so interesting and so timed properly. Like if it, it's going to get off and he can't get it back, like who knows when he comes back. But you know, I mean, me and Ben say the same thing about your golf swing all the time. And you're like, you guys lack natural talent and ability. That's why you can't appreciate it. And you're saying, you're saying that about Matt Wolf's swing. No, my swing is way more natural than Matthew Wolf's swing. Dude, no, it's not. It's no, you're exactly opposite. He takes it outside, drops it in. You take it inside and throw it out. No, but the, that the, it, that's a whole nother conversation. 
the the fact of the matter is is i you know a golf swing is a golf swing it doesn't have to look a certain way if you have a feel for your swing it doesn't doesn't matter so dude true how disappointed are you in taylor pendrith's golf swing because i feel like we've been listening we've been talking about taylor pendrith for a few weeks now but i don't feel like he really got on he got in any tv time until a couple weeks ago when he had a chance to win mm-hmm. And and I think you talked about on last week's show how he kind of just crapped the bed on the 17th hole or whatever it was. No, it was a choke job. I mean, total choke job. But I feel like until that point, I had never seen Taylor Pender's golf swing up like really well on TV. It's like it's like it would be like I don't I don't know like like your buddy tells you there's some new girl that just moved to the area and she's hopping in your she's going to be in your school and she's smoke she's an absolute smoke show and you see her from far away and like a, a lot of girls look good from far away and then you get up close and you're like. Good God, goo, you know, what, what are we looking at? Like, I thought he was going to have the sexiest move because he's like the lo- one of the longest hitters on tour. You know, he's, he crushed it on the Corn Ferry Tour. And I mean, sure, he gets it done, but that swing is not pretty to look at. Not pretty to look at. People, though, put way too much emphasis on how pretty a swing looks. I mean, if you, okay. if you, think, about it, if you think about the golf swing, if you're... If, Whatever your impact position is, is the key. It almost doesn't even matter, like, how you get there. Yeah, Jim Furyk, right? I mean, you, you can get, you get to, I mean, and if you feel that swing and you have the good tempo and whatever else, like, I don't know. Anyway, I agree. Right. The swing doesn't look that great, but um, he's a damn good player. Yeah, he is. Um, all right, my third pick, I don't know, man. I, I like a handful of guys in here. I mean, Wolf and Wise, I do think you're going to be chalk, and, I, and I'm willing to eat the chalk. There's a few names in here that will be interesting leverage spots um, for me. I guess I'll talk about, I mean, I'll say right off the bat now, like my fate is Brooks. And that's probably, I think, I don't, I don't know how that's going to play out this week. I don't know how the touts are going to approach Brooks because you're going to have the, you're going to have the, the recent form is not good on Brooks, right? But we, but we've seen this before. You know, when, when Brooks can be in terrible form, but when he gets to a place that he cares or he seemingly cares, all of a sudden he can turn it on. Or, you know, you'll have the you'll have the tougher course narrative with Brooks this week. Oh, he's he's playing a tougher golf course. He thrives on tougher courses. Uh, and then of course you'll have the well, he was he he had input on the course design from Tom, with Tom Doak. Like that that means almost nothing to me. Absolutely next to nothing to me that he had input. I mean, just because you have input on a golf course does not automatically like make your make your golf swing better or fix your issues. And the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, like his ball striking is bad. It, it's very, very, very bad. Um, so coming to a tough track that yeah, you had some input on and you love tough tracks, but absent of your golf game is still not something that I, I think I want to look at. But the ball striking's been tough, and and if you look at his record at if you look at his record at tough courses in the last couple, you know, last year or so, he was he was hitting the ball a lot better than than where he's hitting it right now. I mean, he is not he's gained he's gained strokes one time since the Open Championship with his irons on strokes gain approach. That's key. That is key for Brooks uh, since the Open Championship one time. And, and leading up to that, he he was doing it in in higher cl- uh, higher clips. U.S. Open, same thing. PGA, same thing. Um, waste management when he won when everybody said he was in the rut he was actually like still not hitting it quite as bad um, as he is right now so 
I think there's a little something missing right now with Brooks, and I just don't know that the Houston Open, which he may feel some sort of an obligation to play in, is the time to jump on him. So I'll I'll take the fade. I'll take AC's anger. I'll uh, I'll take the loss when you know. Now we'll talk about him in the betting show. That may be a different animal, but he's my fade in this range. I guess for my third pick here, I think I'm going to go with Joaquin Neiman. I think I'm going to go with Joaquin Ooh. Neiman. You know, we talked about, or we haven't talked about, the weather right now is looking a little interesting. Like, there could be some serious wind hitting here, in which we know Texas is famous for, right? Neiman is a wind, like, he flights that ball down so nice. I just love that. He's, he's rounding into a little better form lately. I don't think the strokes gain data is going to show as good as he's playing because his last couple of events where he's kind of turned it around with the Zozo and the Mayakoba, you're not getting strokes gain data. But I think he's kind of coming into it a little bit. And I think this could be a really nice event for Joaquin Neiman and may give you a little bit of ownership leverage. So there you go. All right. Well, we got a lot of difference here. Uh, difference in opinion on Brooks and oh, a few okay. guys that we don't even have at all um, together. So I uh, actually, I'll start with Brooks. I like Brooks this week. I think this could be, you know, he's out of vacation mode now, I feel like. He's gotten it all out of him. He's, he's, he's gone to Vegas. You know, he's gone to Mayakoba. He and Jen have gotten all the, they've gotten all, Jenna, sorry, not Jen. They've gotten all the you, pictures You call out. it Jen. We get it. but so he's out of vacation mode brooks i i think that he could have a good week i feel like you know his ownership i like to call it (laughs) yeah that's right that's right yeah i think his ownership's probably going to be lower than it should be um obviously we know you talked about distance uh when we were talking about the course breakdown he's one of the top 10 players in the field when it comes to driving distance he does putt well on bermuda grass greens if you look at you know over the last yep. 100 rounds, he's top 25. Um, so I think there's a chance that Brooks could have a really good week. Um, and I sense that a little bit in your fade. Like, I think you have a little bit of nervousness in that fade. But I'm just, te- I'm hey, just listen, telling you. I, it's, it's a ballsy fade a little. It, it feels like a little bit of a ballsy fade, for sure. But, I mean, like I said, the irons have been bad, man. Like they, they've been really bad. And so what are you just going to do? Scramble your dick off the whole time? Like, it's not like he's, he's been amazing at that either. He's actually been terrible at that. Even long-term he's been bad. So yeah, but Brooks is such a, he's so weird with, uh, you know, I don't know. You never know. Whenever you think Brooks is going to have a bad week, he ends up having a good week and you look at stats and you can do whatever else you want to. I still think Brooks could have a good week this week. I mean, so I don't I like want to it. get into the betting show, but I mean, let's be honest. Like, it is tempting a thirty to one. For, Hell I'm, yeah! I'm sitting here fading him, but I'm saying like, it's tempting a thirty to one. It's the same. It's the same number you got him at at the waste management when he won last year for the same reasons. Like, it, I'm yeah. not saying you don't throw a little something there, but in DFS, I think I'm out. I know I'm out. Well, I don't. And here's another pick. I can't even believe. Did he withdraw? Did Sam Burns withdraw? Because I can't even believe Sam Burns didn't come up in your. <laughs> Like why? I, I love Sam Burns, man. I do. I mean, you know, I it's, know it's hard for me to pay guy. the highest. Yeah, I know that, but it, I think it's easier to pay for the highest price guys in, in events like this in the fall. Because I will there's say, so many guys that, are cheap that you can throw in there, and we always see this in the fall. Um, I will say, I don't so I love. I, I don't love the upper seven k range. Like I might be able to make it. Like I could make it work with Sam. I guess like I was so when I when I started going through the, these this top tier like Wise and Wolf for me 
were it. And so then it was like, I don't want to, it's hard to cram Burns in there. I mean, so I don't know. I, I don't hate Burns though. Yeah. I don't I hate like Scheffler. I don't hate Scheffler up there either. No. But Sam Burns, I think if I'm going to go up here at the very top, he's going to be the guy for me. Um, I mean, you look at the stats. I mean, he's third in ball striking. That's over the last 24 rounds. Checks the box on driving distance. He's number he's number two in the field and putting on Bermuda. I mean, just everything. Could have won Sam this Burns. event last year too. Yeah. So Should I like him. Sunday. I like Sung J M. Now I, th- I think the 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 knock on Sung J you might say would be distance. Yeah. Seventy third in the field in distance, but everything else is great for him. Oh yeah. You know, he's obviously in good form. He won a few weeks ago. Putts well in Bermuda grass, top 10 in ball striking, strokes gained around the greens, off the tee, you know, accurate off the tee, strokes gained approach. Everything about Sung Jay, I think, um, fits well for this course. So I like him a lot this week as well. And then um, my guy kind of in the lower range, if you're not going to go Aaron Wise, I think is Taylor Gooch. Um, another guy that's been in really good yeah. recent form. You know, he's fifth in the field in approach, top 10 around the greens. You know, plenty long off the tees, top forty in the field there, put twelve in Bermuda, and his ball is is you know checks the box and ball striking. So I think Taylor Gooch makes a lot of sense as well at ninety three hundred. My fade is Tony Finau at ten six. I, I don't like Finau this week. I, I just I I don't like the fact that he's really not traditionally a very good scrambler. Um, you know, he's he's not a you know he's not great putting on these greens. He's sixty fifth in the field. You know, he's 88th in driving accuracy. Traditionally, um, Tony Finau is a tremendous scrambler, by the way. Well, he's not scrambling well recently, if you look at the last 24 rounds. He is 80, 80th in the field over the last 24 rounds. So that's not very good. No. Um, so, and then if you look at strokes gained around the greens overall, uh, Oh, wait. This is an interesting. This is an interesting. But I still think Tony Finau. I, I just and he hasn't really been playing all that well either. I okay. mean, Finau has not been great. Yeah, he's not forty fifth in the last two tournaments. To me, to me, uh, this is a tough range to fade anyway. Like, there's a lot of good names in here. I like a lot of them. I mean, I felt like it was going to be either Brooks, and then I was I was actually searching for a a an, a couple extra reasons to fade Tony just based on the price, and you could kind of get away with it up there. But I, but really, the fact that he's such a he's a long hitter, it gives me the two things that I, or you know, the two or three, really three things that I think are most important here, which is length, ability to scramble, and and plays well on tough golf courses, and that's something Tony Finau does all three of those well for his entire career. What's interesting, and and I see your stat here on, so this is kind of a theory thing on how you like to look at stats, right? And and usually you and I are not the like diehard detail stats guys, but. You can kind of get in the weeds here a little bit. Now, I went down the rolling report, and I narrowed it down to Bermuda around the green because I know that chipping on and on and to and around Bermuda is different, right? Well, if you look at the last 24 rounds on Bermuda, Tony Finau ranks 13th in the field in stroke skin around the green. But if you just throw out Bermuda and look at every green surface for the last 24 rounds, he's 80th, like you said. So it's kind of interesting. It, it does show how you can get some different results based on how, how much you drill down the data. So you kind of got to find what works for you. This week, I'm getting pretty specific and pretty you know, detailed. I don't do that every week. So just something to think about. But historically, Tony Finau has been a very underrated scrambler around the greens. I guess, but I still think he has. Um, you, haven't, you haven't seen enough 
from Finau lately to warrant paying paying up ten six for him. Yeah, yeah. I I can't. I just I'm good with that. So there you go. All right, let's get to the AK range. I'll let you start that one. All right, so the AK range. I will start with. Um, you know, I like Seamus Power again at 8,400. This is a weird range for me. I, I'm not a huge fan of this range, um, you know, because there's some guys in here that I think we also, like, seem to be talking about every single week. So I'm trying to – but I do like Seamus Power, and I've been talking about him. I mean, I think, you know, if you look at just stats, I'm, I mean, he's, you know, cross-the-board approach, off the tee, strokes gained around the greens, top 25 ball striker, top 25 in the field putting on Bermuda. Um, so I do think Seamus Power, um, this is this is another, you know, good course fit for him. Um, he's obviously been playing, you know, fairly decent. Um, you know, he's 11th at Mayakoba, 12th at Bermuda, and T21 at the Shriners. So those are his last three events. So he's been in good form. So at 8,400, I think Seamus Power um, could be a very good play. Another guy that, that I think um, nobody is really going to be on, and I think everybody's going to hate this pick. Um, but I still kind of like Shane Lowry this week coming off of Miss Cut. I think he's going to have yeah. hardly any ownership. He's going to have hardly any, any ownership at all. But he's top 10 in the field in strokes gained approach. 11th in strokes gained around the green. You know, he's, he's not, like, known for being that long, but he's, kinda, he's still middle of the pack when it comes to length. Uh, off the tee so I think Shane Lowry could be a, a good fit here um, just seems like one of those guys that is just you know in a tough course um, and so Sam's throwing up also he was T11 here last year but you know on a tough course I, I think Shane is going to show up well so I like him there at 8200 um, I think uh, my fate is going to be Russell Henley at 8900 I liked him a lot last week he he failed me Kind of finished near the bottom of the uh, of the field, and he's going to show up a lot in your stats. I mean, he's number one in the field in approach, number two in ball striking, but strokes gained around the green isn't that great. Um, you know, I just think eighty nine hundred is way too much to pay for Russell Henley, so I will fade Russell Henley at eighty nine hundred. My other fade, I do have another fade. No oh, bonus fade, bonus fade. I'm just tired and done with Cameron Tringali. I'm out for now, Tringali. I mean, he he gave me a, a year, almost a full year of like I really like Tringali. Now he's gonna win. But I think I think I'm done. I think <laughs> I'm out on Tringali for right now. I think I'm done. Uh well, my first play in this range has given you six top twenty-fives in his last ten starts, including a runner up already this season and an eleventh last week. I'm not gonna belabor the point. He also finished 20th uh, at this event last year, and he's playing better than he was going into this event last year. Maverick McNeely, I'm going to stay on the Maverick McNeely train. I'm not getting off, okay? I am riding till I finish with Maverick McNeely, okay? It's, it's happening. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to take any pat bashing, which he's not paying any attention right now. He's texting. This is what he does. But I'm not going to... I'm not going to... No, I'm listening to you. I'm not going to kowtow to Pat going... Same Maverick McNeely every week. You keep playing Maverick McNeely. Meanwhile, six top 25s in his last 10 starts. He's never super highly priced. He's never super highly owned. He just continues to rack up DraftKings points. It's a, it's a no-brainer option for me, Maverick McNeely. Now, the one where I think I'm going to get a little bit of leverage here, I think, because he's, I, I don't know. We'll see. 
And it's a guy that I rarely play, but I do look at him regularly on tough golf courses. And that's Lonto Griffin at 8,100. Lonto kind of sneaky, sneaky playing good right now. Um, let's see his last couple starts. He's gone seventh at the Zozo and sixth at the Shriners. Um, played here last year, made the cut, didn't do anything great. Won the Houston open at a different golf course before that. But, um, Lonto hits the ball a long way and he does play well on tough tracks. Okay. And like, if you look at the rolling report, let's see where, let's see putting on Bermuda. Fantastic. Like one of the top in the field. So, uh, I think Lonto at 8,100 is going to give you a little bit of leverage in GPPs. I don't think too many people are going to hop on Lonto. So uh, I'll go with him. And then my fate is Max Homa. I, it's just too unpredictable for me. Fate, Max? I know I hate it, but I, for, I, I can't get him right right now. Like He really surprised the hell out of me when he won earlier this, this year, um, which I've been surprised by a lot of the... By the way, we haven't even talked about I guess we'll talk about it on the betting show. Like Long shot season is not doing what I want it to this year. It's, really, it's not really been long shot season. You know, we want it to be, but it's just not been. I want more long shots. And Max surprised me when he won. I love Max. And Garrett's mad at me. I don't care. Um, the ball striking has been terribly unpredictable so far. He's not good around the greens. And he's very average on Bermuda. Like, I, I feel like I want to wait and take him. West Coast swing, more POA. When he's playing better, it's just, I don't know what, I don't, what, what version of Max Homa are we going to get this week? You know? He checks no boxes. Give me a box that he checks in terms of some of the key stats we're talking about recently. He, there's none. He plays good in the wind. I guess I give you that. Um, I mean, he, he followed the fortunate up by sucking teat at the CJ Cup, which is going to happen, I guess. <laughs> leading up to the fortunate, he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing leading up to the fortunate. This is kind of what he's just very unpredictable. So I think I'm out on Homa. That's really all it comes down to. But I love Max. I love you, Max. What? Oh, Garrett's. I like that comment. Find me something to eat out of if I'm wrong. Because <laughs> going back to the you eating out the pumpkin. Oh, Garrett, we'll arrange that, buddy. We'll have some cross pod bets with Garrett. That could that could be something fun we could do. Yeah. Um. Oh, but Scott. That it looks like Scott Anderson says I just talked him off of Max. Yeah. Michael R is gonna fade every pick that I I, I fade every pick of mine, and then he's gonna play my face. <laughs> And then look at look at Pag is so triggered in the chat. Pag is so triggered in the chat. Look at him. He's in there commenting. Instead of listening to me, his co-host, that's what he was doing. He wasn't texting. He was commenting to Michael R., who's probably well, doing it. Chat here. He's probably doing it because he knows that you're 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 so triggered. And you're commenting you to him comment instead of listening to me. All the time. Dude, you I never your comment, you just commented a minute ago on the chat. I, you I, you comment on other people's comments on comments. No, I do not. I do not. You just said uh, Garrett's going to be mad at me because I'm I know. No, I, you literally up. type out your comment. That's what I'm talking about. You type it out. Yeah, I'm typing. You get, I can do two things at once. You can't. You, you get so laser focused. Yeah. All right, let's fast track through the seven k range here, Pat. All right, let's um, go. My, let's right. give. Let's give. Uh, let's give. Uh, right now, let's give CA and CR. I think I don't know. I love uh, CA uh, and Michael R. More. Let's do it. Michael um, R. We'll give them a bunch of. Uh, they can fade all of these picks. I got another big balls fade for you. Okay, and I hate to do this. I hate to do this. And and he's gonna be chalky. And so I mean, it's either gonna make me or break me here. But 
you know, I talked about it earlier in the year when I was really liking this player. He was Mito Horny. But right now, Mito Tired. Okay, you went from Mito Horny to Mito Tired. When you ask your wife for a little action tonight, she's going to give you one of two answers. Mito Horny or Mito Tired. Okay, and I think for, for Mito Pereira, it's going to be Mito Tired. He's been playing a shit ton of golf. He played terrible last week. He missed the cut last week, right? Um, yeah, I just think it's bad. He shot a 70-78. To start his two rounds, I think he's done for. The, I think he's done for the year. He needs to hang it up. He needs to rest up. He needs to go to bed, wake back up in January, and crush it. The other thing about Mito that we've not yet seen is we've not seen Mito Pereira on a tough golf course, which I'm not saying he can't be good at. He's a tremendous ball striker, but we have not seen. You can go look at the events he's played on the PJ Tour, and there's not one on the Corn Ferry Tour. So Garrett can probably back me up on this. I mean, every event on the Corn Ferry Tour is a freaking birdie fest, but. In his PGA Tour experience, find me a tournament where he played, where, where the winning score was 13 under, 14 under. I don't think there is one. I could be wrong. I've been wrong once before, but I don't think there is one. We've not seen him have to get up and down, grind out pars, you know, make eight footers for par. Like, we've not seen him have to do that. We've seen him in birdie fest. He's tired. He's done. I'm out on Mito this week. No more. No mas. Mito until January. Same thing with Max. Mito and Max, you're out. You're out on me until January. Um, where are we at? 7K? <laughs> yeah. Just went all in on me, too, and then you kind of... Okay, I, I know I say this all the time, too, beating a dead horse like, like Mav, but I'm telling you, this is a great spot for a 7K Henrik Norlander. Great spot. Tremendous ball striker. Great iron play. He's not very long. I don't like that. I don't love that about Henrik. Not super long, okay? Um, but the ball striking makes up for it. His best putting surface is Bermuda, and he's a terrible putter by normally. But look at his last few events. He's gaining strokes on the greens. He's actually gained more strokes on you know, putting in his last few events than he has lost them. He's great in the wind, and this place looks to it's going to get kind of gnarly. Uh, I think Norlander at 7,000 actually gives you winning upside at this golf tournament. So I love Henrik here. I'm going to go with uh, Johnny Vegas. I'm going to get back on the Johnny Vegas train. Give me that distance, Texas narrative, all that. And Taylor Moore, Corn Ferry Tour stud, Taylor Moore. I like it. I was looking at some of his uh, performances on the Corn Ferry Tour. This, this guy hits it plenty long, good ball striker, good, good top 25 scrambler on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, decent on the greens. I'm liking Taylor Moore. So I'm giving you some leverage here because I, I went kind of chalky with Wolf and Wise and. You know, I think you're going to get some leverage in the 7K range. Oh, thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Cheers, Charlie. Yeah, good job, Charlie. Um, okay. A lot to unpack here in this 7K Kessler range. Kissler said Mito headachey. Uh, <laughs> That's the excuse Kissler gets from the wife. Mito headachey. See, I like Mito this week. I think, I mean, why not go in on Mito when nobody else is going like, to? Oh, close. that is the dumbest thing. No, 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 no. Don't, don't say that. We're going to, no, don't say that. Everybody's going to love Mito. Everybody's going to love Why do you think everybody's going to love Mito? They've loved him every golf tournament that we've played this whole season I don't so far. Think, but they are not You're going insane. To Pat, what is one of the things that you are worst at in, in DFS? What is one of the things you are worst at? Go ahead. It is that. ownership protection. Thank you. And I you are terribly you. off on this. If you think, how how much is Mito? Seventy seven. You think a seventy seven hundred dollar ball strike I'm in Mito you, Pereira is going to be low owned? You're 
kidding yourself. Coming off of a missed cut, if people are paying attention, they're probably not going to play him. Dude, you are in. Where do you think his ownership is going to be? Ten percent. Oh my god, I will bet. I I will I will shave my entire body. I will look like a lynx hairless cat if he is less than ten percent owned. <laughs> I swear to you, there is. I can't no make bets on. Way. I can't make bets on on ownership pro- projections anymore. I don't, I don't do those anymore. <laughs> Dude, there is no that. freaking way. No way. But I love I love that six years into this, you still suck ass at ownership I'm just telling projections. you, I, I think there's going to be a six lot of people years. off of Mito this week. There's He's not, burned they a don't lot care, of people. They don't care that he missed one cut. They're going to love the ball striking they numbers. Care. They care because they know they've played him. Here's the thing about ownership, DB, that I can – let me explain this to you. If everybody <laughs> okay. plays Mito, right, if everybody yeah. plays him and you say he's high ownership, right, what does that mean when he burns you Several times yeah, he burns in a row. A lot of people. If, if you think that means you come off of him, so and this is literally going to be like three or four weeks in a row where he's really burned a lot of people. So that means less ownership, less ownership, less ownership, less. It's ownership. not three or four weeks. That's in like a row. it's like buying a stock at, a, at at near the bottom. And I don't care how much he's played. These guys play. You think Mito, the guy? I mean, he plays tournaments every week. I'm not. I don't. I'm not buying any narrative that he's tired. Any. If you look at it, he still checks the boxes better than anybody else here, other than putting on Bermuda. A hundred percent, yeah. And ball striking, a hundred percent. I give you that. Yes. So I think he is under. I think he is ten percent somewhere. I could be wrong. I think a lot of people are going to jump off of him, and that's that's the way I do a lot of things. I would love to get on him whenever nobody else is on. Him. That's well, what I'm going to do. We'll see how it goes. I mean, he's. He was the pretty girl in the room in the bar, the one oh, that everybody yeah. was trying to get like two, three weeks ago. And now, you know, she's like, I, I don't know. She's Sam, in the back no, alley Sam. somewhere smoking <laughs> no, a cigarette. Sam, no. no, Sam, no. Put it, put it, put it away, Sam. So, Mito tired. Mito tired. So, uh, Mito horny this week, and I'm, I'm going to take some <laughs> Mito Pereira. So there you go. Um, Anyway, all right. Um, next play. I'm going to so go to another guy. So much making the 7K range snappy. <laughs> I'm going to go to another guy that I like here. We, t- I'll be quick. I like Taylor Pendrith, even yeah. though he's coming yeah, off the choke job at Bermuda. Um, look, dude is super long off the tee. You know, he's good around the greens. By the way, top 30 puts well in Bermuda. So I like Pendrith this week at 7200. Another guy. This was sneaky. I think Harry Higgs. You know, Harry is been in very good form recently if you look at harry hick um if he's been in good form then mito's been like setting the world ablaze world number one if 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 harry's been in good form for harry i mean t39 it was no cut top 10 at the cj cup yeah he's come around he's come around i think harry's been you know he's been pretty good recently so at 7100 i think he's a good play there you go my my fade is uh emiliano rio Mm, okay Okay. Um, all right, let's 6K real quick. <laughs> God. Uh, let's see. I like I like Aaron Rye, especially if wind if wind plays a factor. I think Aaron Rye is interesting. He's got a good record at the old Tom Doak course for the Scottish Open. Um, you know, Why don't you just say Luke List, get that out of the way now, and then we can go on okay. about our business. Okay, Luke List. I like Luke List, too. I'll, I'll be with Luke okay. List. Uh, Hudson Swafford, 
I like Swafficer. I like, uh, I think Grayson Sig is interesting down here. There's a lot of 6K names in here. I think Dylan Fratelli's interesting. So those those guys are all kind of getting me right now. They're, they're, they're getting my gooch. I am surprised you mentioned two guys. Well, I'm not surprised you mentioned Swafford. A little surprised you mentioned Fratelli because I do like him as well. Bombs it, um, scrambling. Like, he's like poor man's Tony Finau right now. Bombs it, scrambles, possibly may have been banging Katie Kearney at one point. But that's neither here nor there. No. Aaron what about Ryan. Adam Long? What do you think about Adam Long? You know, he finished T11 I here I think Adam Short. Year. I think Adam Short, I don't want him. But yes, he does have a good record here. He's playing yeah. well right now. Um, but I, I want the distance. I want the pop in the bat. Okay, well. What do you think about Nick Watney way down low? I just never. I never way down low. Never figure out Nick Watney. All right, there's a couple guys. There's some names. There's a bunch of names down here in 6K range. We'll get into all that in the... Uh, Nut hut, I'm sure. Uh, all right, Pat, do we do our one minute lineup build here? Yes. This should be this it. should be this should be interesting. This may yeah, be the first time we it. don't this may be the first time we don't get it done. Let's see here. Uh, all right, one minute. Let me get the timer yep. up. We're gonna if you've not seen this before, you probably have. One minute, we're gonna build a DraftKings GPP tournament lineup. And try to agree on the players. So we're going to try to build a joint lineup. Pat's going to have the clock set at one minute. I am going to put the picks in. I feel like this could be difficult. All right. We got to, th- we got to throw out some names. Have some names ready to go. Okay. All right. We got a little give and take here, Pat. A little give and take. All right. Just tell me when you're ready. No, you tell me when you're starting the clock. Okay. One, two, three, go. Okay. Matt Wolf. We got to figure out up top. What are we doing? Are we going Matt Wolf? Like, are we going like Wolf 9K or are we going like Burns 9K? I like Burns. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, Burn. How about Wise? Okay. I'll well, go Wise. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, what about Norlander? I don't like Norlander. Ah, God. That, that kills us. Nope. Not going to do Norlander. Uh, Taylor Moore. Can I interest in Taylor Moore? Taylor Pendrith. Ugh. I could go Taylor Moore. Okay. I, I could do that. Okay, I like that. that. I like that. I like that. We got 24 seconds. Left. Well, you better hurry. Throw some names out. Um, how about go Pendrith? Pendrith Moore. Pendrith. Okay. Um, what do we got left? 7,700. We need to leave a little cash on the table. Let's what? go Vegas. Vegas. Eight seconds. Oh, my God. Uh, Me too. No. Me too. Fuck no. Me too. Three, two, one. You got Harry it. Higgs. Harry Higgs. All right. <laughs> Okay, that went south. Sounds like so bad. That went south. Sam Burns, Aaron Wise, uh, and then (laughs) uh, Sam Burns, Aaron Wise, Johnny Vegas, Taylor Pendrith, Taylor Moore, Harry Higgs. Left some money on the table, though. I'm glad, you know, that's good. $800 left on the table. I think that's smart. Big GPP lineup. Leave some cash on the table. Um, We could have gotten Mito in there. Nope. Could have gotten Mito in there. Nope. Nope, nope. Not going to do it. All right, um, join us for the betting show. We're going to have a good show there. We're going to do, uh, we're, we're going to have Garrett on the show. He's funny and young and single and gets to do a bunch of stuff that none of us old guys get to do anymore. Um, so anyway, we'll talk to Garrett. That doesn't have anything to do with why we're going to have him on the show, but um, it'll be good. It'll be good. Don't forget uh, Mark's show this week as well. And yeah, leave a comment. 
thumbs up, like, subscribe on YouTube, comment. We need your memories, your, your favorite memories from the past PGA Tour season and your questions, topics for discussion for our preview for the 2022 year. Uh, put that in the comments as well or send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter if you're listening on audio. We appreciate it. You guys are the best. See you here in just a minute for the betting show. See you. Out.